Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the Speeds and Spittin' Statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic, on the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet, Dane Martinez. You know what it is, it's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician, a.k.a. the Stable Genius and Vocal Minority, and you are listening to another episode of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Network. We got a big show for you. Everybody says this is kind of like a downtime of the NFL calendar. I beg to disagree. We got states legalizing gambling, making ceremonious bets. We have have our commander and tweets, Mr. 45, talking smack about NFL teams and your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, the stable genius and vocal minority. We've got an AFC North preview, okay? So what else is there except football on top of football on top of football? We'll also talk a little bit about Major League Baseball. The uh, Major League Baseball draft was yesterday, and there's a couple of things that I think are very interesting, kind of interesting choices facing some of the first round draft picks and to that end we got a poll question up as always you can hit me up at spitting speeds on twitter the stats over beat cypher knows by now here is the question what would you do okay check this out um kyler murray this is a man who was drafted number nine overall in the major league baseball draft yesterday by the oakland a's He's also the starting quarterback of the Oklahoma Sooners, a big-time college football team. So it looks like he has opportunities to play Major League Baseball. He may have opportunities to play in the NFL as well. What would you do if you were in the same situation as Kyler Murray? Would you try to play just baseball? Would you try to play just football? Or would you try to do both? That is our poll question. You can check it out right now at Spittin' Speeds and at FNTSY Radio. As always, we got my boys down there in the fantasy pit of misery. We'll be talking to the Night Owl, JP. He's holding it down back here all summer. My guy, Danny Otto, you know, one of the hosts of Popping Off. He's be, he's going to monitor the Stats Over Beat Cypher, the chat room there. If you're watching it live on YouTube, you can be watching it live on Twitter, on Facebook, on Twitch, on Periscope. So many ways. You could also, you know, hit us up, download it afterwards, rate, review, subscribe. Let's get into it right now. You know Speeds has to talk about uh, the Philadelphia Eagles being disinvited to the White House as the Super Bowl champions. So here's how it goes down. All right. Apparently, the news came out that a lot of the Eagles were not going to come. There was going to be a smaller delegation going to the White House today. So instead, you know, uh, our commander in tweets, 45, decides, nah, nah, unless it's a big show, um, I don't want him to go. Check this out. Here's the statement from the Office of the Press Secretary from the White House. Check this out. The Philadelphia Eagles are unable to come to the White House with their full team to be celebrated. Okay? They disagree with their president. I love that language, right? They disagree with their president, setting up this kind of authoritarian dynamic. But I digress. Right? Because, the pres- because they insist that they are proudly stand for the national anthem, hand on heart, in honor of the great men and women of our military and the people of their country. Check this out. The Eagles wanted to send a smaller delegation, but the thousand fans planning to attend the event deserve better. I wonder what that is, right? So check this out. These fans are still invited to the White House to be part of a different type of ceremony. One that will honor our great country, pay tribute to the heroes who fight to protect and loudly and proudly play the national anthem. You ready for this? I will be there at 3 p.m. with the United States Marine Band and the United States Army Chorus to celebrate America. Apparently, the man sung God Bless America with everybody who, you know, wants to stand for the anthem. Again, again. This is not a national anthem protest. This is people protesting police intimidation, police brutality, and using the platform 
of the national anthem and all of its, you know, um, pomp and circumstance as the platform to make this statement. I'm going to keep on coming every week on Fantasy Freestyle and telling you what this is actually about. No one's protesting the military. No one is protesting the American flag. Okay, they are using this as a vehicle. And if we have the right to assemble, if we have the right to protest in this country, then no one gets to dictate how, why, when, and where it happens. But apparently you can disinvite the team. What I think is interesting about this, LeBron James, who's currently in the NBA Finals, said, I'm pretty sure that whoever wins the NBA Finals, neither one of us want to go to the White House. So this bears watching. Will it just continue to be kind of a tool that 45 uses to kind of fire up the base, you know? Or is he making this the priority because he doesn't want to talk about some other stuff that is out there? I digress. This is a fantasy sports show, but it was very interesting when apparently our president decided to uninvite the Eagles because not all of them wanted to, to go. So freedom of what? Exactly. But I digress. All right. Uh, I want to let it be known. We were talking about sports gambling, right? And how the uh, kind of the the ban was repealed and now states can one by one. And we talked about how New Jersey with uh, former Governor Chris Christie pushed it through the Supreme Court, kind of gone ahead and, 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 and granted that and rescinded the ban. Right. But what I said a few weeks ago was that state by state, they now have to go ahead and operationalize this or legalize it. Delaware is the first state to do it. And today, John Carney, the governor of Delaware, at about 1, 1.30 p.m., ceremoniously made the first bet on sports wagering in that state. So go on and hit I-95 right now because you can get a little bit of cash if you make your bets in Delaware. I wanted to let that be known. But here's what I really want to do today. When it comes to football, I told you, we're talking a little bit about the AFC North, all right? And listen, I'm going to tell you right now, here's how we're going to do it. We're going to break down the teams. I'm going to give you my diamonds. I'm going to give you some fugazis, guys, you need to forget about in the AFC North. But I'm going to tell you right now, we're also looking at the over-unders because I think there stands to be a little bit of money to be won, whether you make your bet in Delaware or at our friends over at mybookie.ag. I'm going to be doing the over-unders for the teams in the AFC North as well. Okay, I'm going to tell you where I think the value is. I'm going to tell you who I think is the diamond. I'm going to tell you the fugazis. I'm going to tell you a little bit of impact on the schedule as well. And let's get it started right now here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Network. The first team, listen, let's just start with what we all know, right? Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win this division. Okay, I'm telling you, this is rock solid. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win this division. Their over-under is 10 and a half, okay? That's a pretty high number. That's a pretty high number, but I do think if a gun is put to my head, I would take the over on this. I think the Steelers are primed to win 12 or 13 games this year. Listen, you know about Big Ben Roethlisberger and his home road splits. So for fantasy, if you want to take that, I think he's a great quarterback. As long as you have someone else, maybe on some of those road starts you want to put in. But at Heinz Field, with the weapons he has, give me Big Ben Roethlisberger to once again throw for something like 4,600 yards. I can see him easily as a back-end quarterback one. Okay. You know about Le'Veon Bell. In my opinion, the number one player in all of fantasy football this year. You know about Antonio Brown. In some drafts, he's going as the number one player in all of fantasy football. Right? Here's what I want to talk about. My diamond in the rough for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I like Vance McDonald. I think Vance McDonald, it's always been a question of health with Vance McDonald. It's always been a question of health with whoever the tight end is that the Steelers use to try to replace Heath Miller. They tried with Ladarius Green. They tried with Jesse James. They tried with Xavier Grimble. None of that works. They made a move for Vance McDonald last year, traded for him from the San Francisco 49ers. And I think now with another offseason under his belt, if he is healthy, watch out for Vance McDonald. He can potentially be right on the fringe of tight end one, tight end two. I know some people don't even think about him. That's why he is a diamond in the rough for me for the Pittsburgh Steelers. On the other side, I got to give you my Fugazi for the Steelers. And, uh, you know, Fugazi is all relative, okay? It's a relative term, right? Because the guy I'm about to tell you, I like him generally. I just think he's going to be dramatically overdrafted. And I'm talking about my man Juju Smith-Schuster, okay? I love the good Juju. I want to have good juju in life, but it's getting out of control the way I see him drafted. People think he is a top-end wide receiver, too. In ranks, I'm seeing him as the number 16 wide receiver overall, things of that nature. I don't buy it, okay? I think he's actually 
a back-end wide receiver two, maybe even a wide receiver three. If Juju Smith-Schuster is my wide receiver three, I'm very happy of it with it. But here's the thing you need to forget or need to remember. Can't forget. Le'Veon Bell is the second pass catcher on this team. Okay, Le'Veon Bell, that's how he wants to get paid. You know, as a wide receiver, too. And the truth is, he is pretty much a wide receiver, too. He will have more catches. He might have more targets than Juju Smith-Schuster, okay? Don't forget about that and what Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell do. At best-case scenario, Juju is the third option. I don't even necessarily think he's that, okay? So while I like Juju, I'm a little bit down on him. Relatively speaking, he's a fugazi for me. I think he's a wide receiver three, not a wide receiver two. Let me tell you something, though. I love the Pittsburgh Steelers' schedule. I think they can start 5-0. and Their first game is at Cleveland. It's a, a, they're on the road for their opener, but if you're going to do that at all, might as well be at Cleveland, right? A team I think they can beat anyway. Home for KC. Their only other road game in that first stretch is at Tampa Bay, which I don't think is going to be that hard. Then they host Baltimore, host Atlanta. It's not scary. I'm telling you, they are at Jacksonville at week 11, but that's coming off a Thursday night football game that I think they win, and then they have the mini-buy to prepare for that. They get the New England Patriots back at home in Heinz Field week 15. All this to say, I really like the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they can win 12, 13 games. I think they will have home field advantage. They will get a first-round bye. I'm riding the Steelers to try to beat TB12 this year. But if you listen to the Stats Overbeat Cypher and Fantasy Freestyle, you knew that already because you know I'm all about the Pittsburgh Steelers. I do believe if they play their A game, they are better than anybody in the NFL. All right, let's keep it moving, though. The next team I want to talk about here in the AFC real quick, I want to talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals over-under right now on mybookie.ag is 6.5. And And I'm going to tell you something. I'm not touching this one. I'm not touching this over-under because I think they are about a six-win team. I am not invested in the Cincinnati Bengals. I will say this. My diamond in the rough for the Bengals. Give me Tyler Croft as my diamond. Listen, anybody that is you know, forgetting about Tyler Croft is also in the same breath assuming that tight end Tyler Eifert is going to play like 14 games. And I just don't believe that that's going to happen, okay? This guy is a walking injury. He's never gotten the back better after that Pro Bowl thing. And uh, I think Croft, in limited work last year, when he had the opportunity, he was a red zone monster. He got touchdowns. He had the same kind of role that Tyler Eifert did, okay? So I like Tyler Croft to once again be able to get more opportunity this year because I just don't believe in Tyler Eifert. You can get Tyler Croft whenever you damn well please in drafts. So keep an eye out on him. As far as Fugazi, you know, it's got to be Andy Dalton for me. I want no part of Andy Dalton. I do not believe in the Cincinnati Bengals. I think Andy Dalton, to be quite honest, is this is his last year as a starter in the NFL, in my humble opinion. I think he's never really been that good when the offensive line regressed, when they lost uh, Wentworth, when they lost Ziegler last year. All of a sudden, there's pressure in Andy Dalton's face, and he does not perform well in that scenario. Okay, Um, the offensive line did not get much better. They tried to add some pieces. In my opinion, it is still a bottom 10 offensive line. It is still going to create problems for Andy Dalton. Will Joe Mixon do some things? Yeah, he's an RB2 to me. Will A.J. Green do some things? Yeah, he's a top eight or nine wide receiver to me. Sure, I ain't mad at that. Do you believe in John Ross? Eh, he's not going to be on any of my teams. He may be a good best ball kind of guy. Not going to be on many of my teams. I will say this, though. I like one thing about the Cincinnati Bengals. Go on over to mybookie.ag right now. Check this out. Week one, they are at the Indianapolis Colts. And here's the thing about this. Right now, they are getting four points. They are a four-point underdog at Indianapolis in week one. I'm going to tell you right now, they could win this game. And here's the reason why. Andrew Luck still hasn't thrown to Duke. This line is being made right now under the assumption that Andrew Luck is going to be healthy, under center, and without rust in week one. I don't believe all those things to be true. I think the Cincinnati Bengals are an interesting buy in week one. You can get four points right now. I guarantee you. We're talking about this game in about three months' time when it is week one. The point spread is not going to be four. Get it right now when you still can. 
I like their schedule, okay? they In the AFC East, they get Miami. They host Miami, right? Um, both of their road NFC, like, non-conference games, they're early and they're back-to-back. These are games that I think they lose anyway, wherever they are in the schedule. You get them out of the way early, and they get them back-to-back weeks three and four at Carolina, at Atlanta. Yes, they lose those games, but they then don't have to have any uh, non-conference road games the rest of the way. I believe, because I'm big on Cleveland, right? And we'll talk about that in a second after the break here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Network. But when I saw the Cleveland schedule and the Cincy schedule, I was like, huh, maybe there is an opportunity. Maybe, in fact, the Cincinnati Bengals will be right there with Cleveland. Here's what we're going to do. All right, we're going to take a quick break in a hot second, right? When we come back, I'm going to finish off my AFC North, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Major League Baseball draft, which is interesting. In the meantime, though, I want to check up on our poll. I told you, if you were like Kyler Murray, and you could be the starting quarterback of the Oklahoma Sooners, big-time college football, or you drafted ninth overall by the Oakland A's and you want to pursue that baseball route right now, 53% of you stay focused on baseball. It's interesting. A lot of people are commenting. Got to give it up to Clayton Trahan, who always comments on this, brings up some interesting points around, listen, which sport would you rather have your kids play for safety reasons? I think that is absolutely obvious, right? And here's the other thing. What do the pay scale really look like in these two sports, I got another little nugget on that because, to be quite honest, Murray right now already has an opportunity to make $5 million by signing his name to the dotted line. That may sway some voters. So we're going to finish up with the AFC North. Then we're going to talk about the Major League Baseball draft, some things that happen. And, of course, later on in the show, we put the fun in functional sports radio. We have... Uh, Another rapping athlete to break down who is known as the best rapping athlete out there. And I'm going to talk about how the Yankees beat down their competition. And in this sense, their competition was ESPN. We'll talk about that when we come back on the break. Two teams down, two teams to go in the AFC North. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, fantasy freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Christ, it could be so much better. I'm the type to hit the lotto than complain about the weather forever. I'm unamused, unimpressed. Woo, a little chronicle bringing you back here on the Fantasy Freestyle and the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, speeds the spitting statistician, stable genius and vocal minority. Big shout out to Jilly Dilly and the stats over beat Cypher hooking it up with the t-shirt today. We were talking about the AFC North, okay? Two teams down. I talked to you about the Steelers. I talked to you about the Bengals. Here's where I think it gets interesting. We're giving you diamonds in the rough. We're giving you fugazis. Let's talk about the Cleveland Browns, okay? I'm telling you right now, I think the Cleveland Browns can finish in second place in this division. I think they can finish in second place in this division behind Pittsburgh. I think there's value here. I think people don't realize that when you think about the Cleveland Browns, you talk about how, oh, they're a laughing stock. Ha, 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 Hugh Jackson jumping into the lake. By the way, uh, catch me on Twitter. I had a clip of Hugh Jackson going into the lake. He's a man of his word, sort of. Check it out on my timeline. The over-under for the Cleveland Browns is five and a half. Hey, new camera. That's what I'm talking about. I think they can win six games. I wouldn't make this bet, per se, because I only think there's about a half-game margin in there with five and a half as the total. 
but I am higher on the Cleveland Browns than most, I got to tell you guys. And to be quite honest, my diamond in the rough, I have two on this. Everyone's talking about the number one overall pick, Baker Mayfield. Listen, do not forget about T-Mobile, Tyrod Taylor. I'm telling you, this is a guy with the lowest interception percentage in the NFL all time. This is a guy who has better weapons now than he ever did in Buffalo. Okay, this is a guy who has a legitimate top 10 offensive line. This is a guy that can make plays with his feet. I know there will be a ton of pressure to put Baker Mayfield in, and he might, you know, play six games. He might play 11 games. He might play 16. But do not forget about Tyrod Taylor. And if he starts doing well, they're not going to pull the plug on the team if they're like three and three. You know what I mean? I think they'll play it out if there is early success. And I think there can be. I think there's crazy value with Tyrod Taylor. The other guy I'll tell you right now is Carlos Hyde. I like Carlos Hyde a lot. I think Carlos Hyde can be as high-end RB2. Everyone is worried about this because they think it's a three-person committee. They drafted the kid Nick Chubb. They have Duke Johnson there as well. Here's what people don't realize. Carlos Hyde, again, has a good offensive line in front of him. We talked about, you know, Mike Florio, one of my best friends forever, made a great comparison down there in the fantasy pit of misery. He was like, listen, what if Nick Chubb is kind of like Derrick Henry in his first year? A guy who there's a lot of uh, hype around, a guy who there's a lot of hullabaloo around, but a guy that doesn't really get going in his rookie year. And if that happens, Carlos Hyde is going to dominate this. Yeah, there's Duke Johnson in a PPR format. Sure, he's going to get some looks. But Carlos Hyde is also a good receiving back. They went out and signed this guy. I think Carlos Hyde overperforms. I think he's a high-end, too, uh, RB2. Another reason why Carlos Hyde, to me, is a Cleveland Brown diamond in the rough. Here's the flip side. My Fugazi for these guys is Josh Gordon. And let me tell you why. If you listen to the Stats Over Beat Cypher, if you're a fan of speeds and you're a fan of fantasy freestyle, then you know for a while I've been down on Josh Gordon, right? And he put it in my eye for about two weeks in December, right? But here's the thing. The Browns are better. There's more options. There's Jarvis Landry. There's an ascending David Njoku. There's now a legitimate uh, running back stable. There's Tyrod or Baker, who's known to be able to make plays with their feet. I don't think it's going to be force-feed targets to Josh Gordon anymore. I wouldn't be surprised if Jarvis Landry wound up with more targets and more catches than Josh Gordon. Everyone thinks about Josh Gordon as like this target monster and the only weapon the Browns have. That is no longer the case, and I think that drops him back down a little bit. I think he's a back-end wide receiver, too, to me. Put him between 15 and 20 to me because, unfortunately for him, good for the Browns, the Browns have options this year. Okay, it's that fantasy herd idea. They're moving away from the target monster, closer to the fantasy herd concept. And if it hurts anybody, it was that target monster, Josh Gordon. He is not going to be on many of my teams. But then again, if you listen to Fantasy Freestyle and you're part of the Stats Overbeat Cypher, you already know this. Let's look at their schedule, though. This is the only hard part. I'm very high on the Browns. It's almost like it's April 20th how high I am on the Browns, right? But their schedule really, really doesn't help. They got a tough start. They start with Pittsburgh, right? Then they go to New Orleans. No good. Then they host the Jets, and they should win that one week three. They're hosting, I believe it's Thursday night football week three. They should win that one. Then they go to Oakland. You know what I mean? Um, Here's another tough part of their schedule. They have the fourth place schedule. They play in the AFC South Houston. That's not really a fourth-place team. You know, they were missing Deshaun Watson, right? Other things, like they play against the entire AFC West. That's a kind of solid division. Most of those teams are real kind of, you know, going to be fighting it out. That helps a team like Pittsburgh, who I think is a cut above all of them. That hurts a team like Cleveland that may not be above any of them, and all these games are tough games. So the Cleveland Browns schedule is a problem for me, but I still do believe I'm going to be one of the people that are higher on the Cleveland Browns than most, especially guys like Carlos Hyde, because I don't think it's a committee, and guys like T-Mobile, Tyrod Taylor, because I believe there's a universe where he holds that job a lot longer than people think. Okay, the last team in this division, and I got to tell you something, right now, right now, this is my lock of the AFC North. Go right now to mybookie.ag. Mike Florio, you're not going to believe this in the fantasy pit of misery. The over-under for the Baltimore Ravens this year is eight. That means I'm going to take the under, by the way. 
That means for me to lose that bet, the Ravens would have to go 9-7. and seven. In what universe does this Joe Flacco-led team get to nine wins? I don't think that's going to happen. I think a more likely scenario, to be quite honest, is that Joe Flacco, it unravels. They lose the job. He loses the job, and then Lamar Jackson takes over in what is an evolution and what is a learning year where he takes his bumps and bruises, and it goes off the rails very quickly for the Baltimore Ravens. Listen, where are the Baltimore Ravens good? They are not good at quarterback. I'm okay with Alex Collins, but they're below average at running back. They're below average at wide receiver. What, you believe in Willie Sneed? You believe in Michael Crabtree? As long as he's got his chain on? They're below average at offensive line. They're below average at tight end. I don't care about these two first-round picks. I don't care if you like, uh, who is it, Mark Andrews, or if you like Hayden Hurst. What do we got, a tight end committee? And you know about the rookies, how I don't think rookie tight ends start off strong. I've said that many times here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Where are their playmakers? Who is dynamic on this team? Lamar Jackson. But for Lamar Jackson to get on, this evolution will need to happen moving away from Joe Flacco and to Lamar Jackson. I think they ultimately do that in the middle of the year, but then he will take his bumps and bruises. The one diamond in the rough I'll give you for Baltimore. Don't forget about Kenneth Dixon. Don't forget about Kenneth Dixon. This is a guy that missed all of last year. This is a guy that was kind of a decent PPR option. Remember, there is no more Woodhead there. He is a guy who I think will complement Alex Collins well. I think he'll get some action. I think this will be a timeshare. But people are completely forgetting about Kenneth Dixon. People like Alex Collins, and I believe he's a back-end RB too. Maybe a little flex running back as well. But do not forget about Kenneth Dixon. The organization likes this guy, and if he is healthy, he will have an opportunity to gain some carries and some share of snaps away from Alex Collins. He's the guy that I like. The ultimate Fugazi for me is Joe Flacco. Forget about him, okay? And here's my bold prediction. You'll hear me also saying this on Roto Experts in the Morning tomorrow. You can catch me on Roto Experts in the Morning with the King Scott Angle, the all-in kid Jake Seeley. I'm going to tell Jake Seeley, and I think Harbaugh gets fired at the end of this year. Ozzie Newsom, already, this was his last year. He's moving on. You're telling me a new GM, in my opinion, that inherits like a 4-12 and team with a dynamic quarterback on the bench, an aging quarterback, is not going to want to turn it over and move on from Harbaugh? I think that could be where it goes. I'm telling you right now, the Baltimore Ravens, under eight wins, lock it up. I'm going to sneeze. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. When you do a show by yourself, sometimes you got to let people know what you're going to do. Let's move on over to Major League Baseball because I got a poll question up. I want to know what you think about if you were Kyler Murray. This is a guy drafted ninth by the Oakland A's and may have a $4.8 million contract potential from where he is in the draft. He's also the Oklahoma quarterback. He's also the Oklahoma quarterback going into this year. Big-time college football, right? And... uh Where would you go? You know, that's the question, right? And so I consider a few things, and big shout-out to the Stats Overbeat Cypher on Twitter hooking it up. They nailed the two considerations for me. The first is, like, the path to money, right? Um, So check it out. Mendo Bruce right now says the average Major League Baseball salary is $4 million. The average NFL salary is, like, $1.9. He knows that quarterbacks are a little bit better, but what is the lifespan of an NFL player? It's, like, three and a half years. Meanwhile, a Major League Baseball guy, first-round pick, you could have a lucrative career, and you are already starting at about $4-5 million with this initial contract. It's hard for a rookie uh, in the NFL to make that bank. You know, you got to wait for that second contract. Are you really going to do that? Are you really going to get there? The chance that you hit it big financially, I think, is closer to Major League Baseball. Here's the other thing. There's much lower risk of CTE in Major League Baseball. You know what I mean? And that's what Clayton Trahan says. Says, uh, depends on how much the A's would sign me for, though a greatly reduced risk of concussions would help tip the scales in favor of baseball for me. I agree with Clayton Trahan. I agree with Mendo Bruce. I would also go with, uh, I would go baseball. You know, I think it's just a, uh, it's an easier lifestyle. It's a richer lifestyle. And uh, your path to prominence, yeah, you might have to ride the bus in minor league baseball, but if you're the number nine overall pick, they're going to try and fast-track you to 
the majors. So I think that is an interesting question, right? And here's the other one. We bring it back to my New York Yankees. New York Yankees drafted 23rd overall last night, okay? They drafted this guy, Anthony Siegler. Okay, he's an 18-year-old from Cartersville, Georgia. He was the starting catcher for Team USA's 18 and under team. Okay, so he's a catcher. He hits lefty. He hits righty. He throws lefty. He throws righty. He also pitches, okay? This is a guy, he pitches. um, His fastball sits right around 90. But check this out. He was playing real baseball. This is high school, like, class 4A state runner-up in Georgia. They play baseball down there in Georgia, okay? Listen to this guy. 29 strikeouts in 25 and two-thirds innings. Had an ERA of about 1.09, okay? This is a guy who hit 421 with 13 homers. Starting catcher, like I said. Threw out over 50% of runners, 12 out of 21. He also stole 16 out of 19 bases that he tried. This is legitimately a kid that can do it all. And so I ask you, like, he's got a decision, or the organization, as the Yankees, have a decision to make too. Do they try to cultivate him as this Swiss Army knife, a la Pat Venedet, a la Shoni Otani? I talked about this before. With so many relievers now, Major League rosters only have like two guys on their bench. How valuable would this guy be? You do not need to carry a a third catcher anymore. You could use him as the long mop-up man if you're ever getting blown out. He is your reserve infielder or outfielder. I am very intrigued to see if the New York Yankees try to cultivate all of his talents and raise him up as this kind of Swiss Army knife or if they force him to go one way. Here's what I want to do. I want to, I want to check in with my, my boys on the fantasy pit of misery down there on the fourth floor. I want to see if my fantasy best friend forever, Mike Florio, is down there. Hey, Mikey Florio, are you down there? We're finding out. Yeah, he's coming. That's what they're saying. So when he's out there, Mikey, I want to ask you, what do you think? How do you think they're going to try to develop this kid, Anthony Siegler? He can catch. He can play outfield. He can pitch righty and lefty. Do you think they force him into a pigeonhole role to just be a catcher? Or do you think they try to allow this variety of talents to flower because they think they could have a Swiss Army knife in their organization, Florio? I think they could def- like we could definitely see him play other positions, uh-huh, but not pitcher. But that's the interesting one because like the Rays do have someone in their organization who plays both. I'm drawing a blank on his name, but that's all right. he plays. He's a prospect and he does both. He's kind of about Shoni Otani right now. Yeah, Otani. This guy's the next Otani. Uh, the pitcher Santana that the Dodgers just called up. Mm-hmm. His first year in the minors, they actually he played shortstop as well. So and back in the day, Florio, you know this. Like when kids are young. The best athlete on the team is the pitcher, is the shortstop, is the number three hitter. That's the way it is. We're in this era, Florio, of specialization. Our boy Donnie Burns, is he's got AAU kids that are like 12 years old. You know what I mean? And everyone is like forced to do a specific thing. I kind of think it's interesting to like let all their talents flower, you know, and kind of actually train people this way, especially with short benches in Major League Baseball this year. Teams are carrying 13 relievers, Mike. Yeah, I agree. If I was a team that had a player like this, early on, like in rookie ball and high A, I would let him do both. Exactly. And if he was clearly better at one than the other, I'd be like, all right, you got to give up the other one. But sure. who knows? If someone told that to Oltani a couple years ago, we wouldn't be talking about him every day like we do. Exactly. I agree with you, Mike. And I think you laid it out right. Like, if he can still do it at whatever level he's at, right? Like, so at the high school or at the 18 and under international level, he was clearly able to be successful at all of these things. If at double A, he's able to do both of them, let it happen. At triple A, if he's able to do both, let it happen. If it turns out he's in double A and, uh, you know, he's raking, he's hitting 360, but he can't get anybody out, then we clearly know what he needs to be potentially at the next level. I like the way you think about it, Mike Florio. That's why you are my fantasy best friend forever. Um, so here's what we're going to do. Let's check in, though, on the poll right now because a lot of people have, uh, you know, opinions on this. I personally would let him try to do both, but 52% of the people right now are saying he should focus on baseball. 33% of the people saying he should focus on football. 15% say he should try to do both. And we're talking now about, again, uh, Oklahoma starting quarterback Kyler Murray. Florio, if you're still there, what do you think about this Kyler Murray kid? 
Would you try to, like, force him to, like, not in the terms of the Anthony Ziegler within baseball, would you make this kid, like, give up one sport? You know, or would you let him try to play Oklahoma quarterback and be in the minors? I don't even know how that would work. Would you try to force this kid, if you were the A's, to give up football and only play one sport, or would you kind of let him try? I think because of NCAA rules. Mm, he wouldn't be an amateur anymore, right? Yeah, I don't think he can do both, so obviously they would have to. But I, I do like your poll because I actually asked uh, Frank and Greg that today when yeah. I walked in. I was like, which one would you go for? Because I don't know how good he is in football, but if he's, I mean, a, if he's a starting quarterback for Oklahoma, that's big time. I, I mean, I know he's good enough to start there. I, I meant like I don't know if he's good enough to like be a first-round pick in football. Because right. if that's the case, I would play a year of college football get my millions of dollars and go on to do that. But if he's not that good, if he's like a middle-round pick, I would just take the baseball money right now and run. Yeah, I think, you know, that bird in the hand is better than, you know, one in the bush, whatever it's called, right? So um, I agree. I think I would go the baseball route because of the player safety concerns, right? If I can have a, you know, if I could have a uh, lucrative sports career as an athlete and I don't have to risk my brain in order to do it, I'll pick that. We come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Network. We're going to put the fun in functional sports radio. We have some Dame Dollar, world-renowned as the best rapping athlete. And I got to still tell you why the Yankees beat ESPN in a recent uh, squabble today. All that and more when we come back on the Fantasy Freestyle. Come check me out, Speed Spitting Statistician. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. I can't be your Superman, your Superman. You know what it is. I am, however, the spitting statistician, stable genius, the vocal minority here of the Fantasy Sports Network. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez. All right, check this out. This is our third segment here on the Fantasy Freestyle where we put the fun in functional sports content. We got my guys down there in the fantasy pit of misery. We're going to do a couple of things. I want to first, my man Danny Otto, who's down there all the time, working the stats over beats Cypher. He tells me that my man Strong Style Ninja's in there. I see you, Strong Style, okay? You want to talk a little bit of Nakamura garbage? No, 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 no. It ain't going to happen. AJ will phenomenally be the last man standing in a couple of weeks. I will tell you this, though. The man I think takes the belt is uh, Joe, 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 Joe in summertime. So let me know what you think about that strong style. Here's what I got to tell you. Hey, Danny, you got the popping off thing going on Wednesdays here on the Fantasy Sports Network. You know, you're killing it. I got a story for you I want to ask you some questions about. All right, Danny, you with me? I'm here. Yeah, buddy. Check this out. You know, I'm against performance-enhancing drugs, okay? I'm, I'm against this. Right. What if I told you there's this guy, his name is Nestor Carter. Okay. Nestor Carter. He won a gold medal in the 2008 Olympics. Okay. In Beijing. Ten years ago, the man won a gold medal. What if I tell you that eight years later, they tested a sample that he had that came up positive for performance-enhancing drugs. And for the last two years, this guy has been appealing. Remember, Nestor Carter, he has been appealing, and he lost his appeal. So he is going to be stripped of his 2008 gold medal. Okay, that's the context, Danny. We're talking about Nestor Carter. You got me so far? Okay, I cool. follow. This story has nothing to do with Nestor Carter. <laughs> All right. What if I tell you, though, that Nestor Carter, the gold medal he won, he won because he is a Jamaican sprinter on a relay team who also had another man on it that you may know. That man's name, Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt and the rest of that team also stripped 
of their gold medals last week, okay? So if I'm on a team and the other guy gets popped for PEDs, I lose my medal as well. And Usain Bolt is like standing alone in history. He clean swept three events in three straight Olympics. So that's nine golds, which is like untouched in as, a, as a sprinter in summer games. And now he gets one stripped. How do you feel about that, Danny? Do you think that Usain Bolt should lose his medal because one of his teammates eight years later got popped for performance-enhancing drugs? That's... That's very interesting. It is very interesting. That's why we bring it up on the fantasy freestyle. I don't think – I think because of the time, right. the, the amount of time, the, the duration, there's got to be, like – there's got to be some, like – Yeah, right. It's like when you commit a crime, right? Yeah. But after seven years or whatever it is, it expires, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting, but here's the other part. Check this out. And here's the silver lining. Here's the silver lining, okay? So, yes, Usain Bolt and the Jamaican, uh, you know, relay team, they lose their gold medals, okay? In 2008, Trinidad and Tobago finished in second. They now get the gold, okay? Uh, Japan finished in third. They now get the silver. But check this out. It was Brazil who finished in fourth place. They now get a bronze medal, okay? So, Ten years later, there's some random, like, guy in his mid-30s or whatever who's chilling in Brazil who ten years ago was part of this uh, relay team, and all of a sudden, he's a bronze medalist chilling in San Paulo outside of the favelas. This is why it's interesting. The Brazil Olympic Committee pays any athlete that gets a medal. They pay 11000 to any of their Olympic athletes who get a medal. So, yeah, it's bad for Usain Bolt. Yeah, it's bad for Nesta Carter. But imagine this random four uh, Brazilian men who now all of a sudden are $11,000 richer. I think that's the silver lining of this story. And to me, that's really cool. You talk about the time lapse, right? My man, these four guys, and maybe even an alternate, are just chilling, thinking they finished in fourth place. Now they get a medal, and now their country is going to give them $11,000. Silver lining, Danny? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, definitely. Right? That's what I think. I think that was pretty interesting. And I try to look at the positive side of things, right? No, it's, a, it's unfortunate for Usain Bolt. But think about these Brazilian sprinters, you know, that are going to get some cash. And going to get a bronze medal out of this literally 10 years later. So I wanted to tell the stats over Beat Cypher that real quick. But as we move along here on the Fantasy Freestyle, if you've been listening to the show for the last, I don't know, three months or so, even before my man JP the Night Owl came back, we've been talking about these rapping athletes. And, you know, people brought this guy up, but I kind of wanted to save him because he's widely known as one of the best rapping athletes. I'm talking about Damian Lillard. First-team NBA guard for the Portland Trailblazers, Damian Lillard. He's got a couple of tracks. JP, can we bring on the Night Owl right now? Because the Night Owl apparently knew about Dame Lillard, was like, I don't know, buying or downloading his album, stuff like that. JP, if you're with me here on the Fantasy Freestyle, you are very familiar about uh, Dame Dollar, am I right? Yeah, I'm here, and I was pumped when you said you wanted to talk about him tonight. All right, so tell me why do you think he is the undisputed best rapping athlete out there? So I'll say he's the undisputed best rapping athlete out there because the album that he just put out, st- take it away from the context of athletes, it's a great rap album. Just generally. Standalone rap You're album. You're not even saying, like, relatively speaking, if athletes do it. You're saying, like, generally, it's just a good album. Show to anyone that enjoys hip-hop and take it out of context, and they'll be like, okay, this is a good album. Okay, so listen, I like hip-hop. Let's take it out of—well, we can't take it out of context because I know it's Damian Lillard, but— um. You know, I haven't necessarily heard these songs yet, JP. I think you got one song, and ter- first of all, you got a track featuring Lil Wayne. You know, you got to be pretty high up there, right, if Lil Wayne wants to, you know, get down and do a little collabo for you. You said that uh, you were going to play me a little bit of this, and we can kind of react to this. Am I right, JP? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. This is Dame Dollar, Damian Lillard, who apparently dropped a new album, He's So Good. Uh, I wanted to do Dame Lillard now because the NBA Finals might be done by the next time I talk to you guys next Tuesday on the Fantasy Freestyle. Let's do it here on the Stats Over Beat Cypher where we put the fun and functional sports radio, Dame Dollar featuring Lil Wayne. That's definitely Lil Wayne. 
Sure, I like Lil Wayne. Let me hear you, Dame. Y'all about to make it where I gotta show my muscle. When I'm getting to it, girl, it's easier to love you. Try to give me scraps, I made them pieces to the puzzle. I grind. Ain't no secret money on my mind. Sit at my table, then you want my time. And I don't play that. I'm stunting for the payback. I'm from a golden state at, but Portland where I lay at. Okay. I'm the daddy, Mac, Mac, daddy, where Hoover rapping. Y'all be on your crisscross, uh, hustling backwards. All this game I'm giving is probably gonna be a caption. When the lights and camera off, I'ma still be by that. Action. All right, all right. We can lock that down right now. That's not bad. I like his flow. I like a little bit of his lyricism. Um... You know, I mean, we've heard other rapping athletes on this show that are kind of on the same level. I don't know, JP. I mean, I ain't, I ain't going to talk smack about it. It's not bad. But I don't know that he's undisputed number one. I hear you got another track for me, though, JP. You want to try to continue to convince me. JP, do you have uh, Dame Dollar's second track that we're going to play today? I do. Let's do it. All right, let's do this. More Dame Dollar as the Night Owl tries to convince me that Damian Lillard is the undisputed number one rapping athlete. Let's go. you Damian Lillard is definitely you know there's some talent there but Danny Otto will tell you I don't like that lazy southern rap and that's kind of what it feels like kind of feels like you know like uh something bumping in the club or in a gentleman's club shall we say I'm more of a lyricism and like east coast beats kind of thing and that's just not what Damian Lillard is doing I don't think it's bad maybe it's just not my cup of tea when we talk about the different raps. Convince me I'm crazy, JP. Tell me otherwise, Night Owl. No, I can see where you're coming from. It's more like West Coast pop rap. Sure. But he's got songs where he, he like spits more bars rather really? than that. Yeah, but a lot of it is West Coast pop. I mean, that's kind of what I'm into in hip-hop a lot okay. of the time, so I, I love it. And listen, the millennials like that kind of stuff these days. JP, you know, went to prom like three months ago, and so he likes some of that good stuff. You know, he likes some of that West Coast. He called it West Coast pop. I'm into lyricism. I'm into, like you said, spitting the bars. Um, so give me my man Kenneth Cashman from Rotoware and some others. I like him. It's all right. But I don't know that he should be, like, held up on this pedestal. Real quick, let me bring in my man Danny Otto. Because Danny Otto has been holding it down with me consistently on our opinion on these rapping athletes for the last few months. Danny, are you with me that he's kind of like that southern lazy rap like we heard out of Cole Beasley, like we heard out of Le'Veon Bell, uh, like we heard out of A.J. Francis on the Washington football team and others? He doesn't stand out to me with some of the cadence and flow and lyricism of some of these other rappers that we talked about. Danny, tell me I'm crazy. I don't think you're crazy. I, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. It's, it's that kind. And... I'm more leaning to what you like, too, where, right. where it's more like a ton of bars in a row right. and, and stuff like that. I, I wanted to also say I didn't feel like I learned anything from this oh. one either. So I have to put one person ahead of him, no matter <laughs> right. what. <laughs> right. What was that, the cellular mitosis? Yeah. I hear that. I hear that. So you didn't feel like you learned anything. It's just, I guess it's maybe like different strokes for different folks kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, you can like different kinds. I am not disparaging the millennial night owl down there. He likes that good kid stuff. I ain't mad at him. You know, he probably likes Fetty Wap, too. JP, you like Fetty Wap? No, not at all. Oh, not at all. Okay, I don't know. Um, but, eh, 
That's all right. Let me know on Twitter what y'all think. We're going to, uh, you know, we may do one or two more rapping athletes as we move along, but then we're going to be getting into the meat of uh, getting ready for football season, right? So we're going to have to get you guys ready to win your leagues and win that cash. The last story I want to talk about, I teased it up at the top of the show. The Yankees have beef with ESPN, and here's why. Okay. On July 8th, the Yankees have a game against the Toronto Blue Jays at Yankee Stadium. It was originally scheduled, originally scheduled for 1 p.m. Major League Baseball and ESPN moved that game to Sunday Night Baseball to 8 o'clock, right? And this happens in football all the time with the flex scheduling and stuff like that. But check this out. This is not the NFL where you play one game a week. This is a marathon, a daily occurrence in Major League Baseball. So they moved the Yankees game against the Toronto Blue Jays to 8 p.m. Here's the problem. The next day, the Yankees are on the road with a doubleheader in Baltimore. So they have three games scheduled within 24 hours. Aaron Boone, former ESPN employee Aaron Boone, was saying that this is absolutely ridiculous, that it's a competitive disadvantage, that it's bad for player safety. You know, so I was going to ask people out there, like, who should their beef be with? Should it be with ESPN? Should it be with, like, Major League Baseball Players Association who have this kind of contract with ESPN and allow that to happen. But we don't have to get into it that deep because the evil empire strikes again. And in fact, I have an update. Literally, out in the last hour, if you were familiar with this story, they have reversed course. ESPN has caved with Major League Baseball and they moved the Yankees game back to 1 p.m. the way it should be to restore competitive balance in the American League. I thought this was ridiculous. You know, I thought this was ridiculous. 8 p.m., then 1 p.m., then 7 p.m. the next day, three games scheduled to start within 24 hours with traveling from New York to Baltimore involved in there as well. I'm very glad that ultimately Major League Baseball and ESPN did the right thing there. So we tip our cap because all's well that ends well. All right. Next week, guys, we're going to keep our division previews going. I'm going to give you my diamonds and fugazis for a different division. Hit me up on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds, if you want to, you know, prioritize specifically what division you want me to preview. Big shout-out, as always, to the Stats Overbeat Cypher. You know, uh, strong style in there. Jilly Dilly for the shirt, as always. So many other ways to check me out here, okay? 7 to 9 a.m., Roto Experts in the morning, every day, Monday through Friday. Listen, if you want to get your... Fantasy baseball questions in. If you want to get fantasy football in, that's the place to be. You can catch me there Monday through Friday, every weekday morning, 7 to 9 a.m., right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You could also catch me over on Fantrax Podcast doing stats over beats. That drops late week as well. So many places. You can hear your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, stable genius, and the vocal minority here, okay? We're doing big things. Let me know which uh, division you want me to preview. What I'll also say is this. Starting um, next week, I'm going to have my man Andy Singleton in here, the people's pen. What we're going to do is we are going to do profiles, okay? We are doing small kind of like three- to five-minute videos on so many different players. I think we're going to do about 50 fantasy football players. We're going to give you our hot takes on where we see these guys relative to their ADP, and we're going to be releasing them a player a day, okay? So do me a favor. Hit me up. Let me know who you want me to preview. Is it a guy like some of my Diamonds and Fugazis from the AFC North? Is it a guy like Mike Williams, who I think is the replacement or Hunter Henry, you know, he's going to get a bigger target share. Is it other people that you're kind of on the fence about? You're talking with your boys at the bar, and you're like, ah, I think he's going to be good. Nah, I think he's whack. Holler at me. Holler at the people's pen, Andy Singleton. We will let you know. All right, my time is just about up. For everybody down there in the fantasy pit of misery, my best friend forever, Mike Florio, the Night Owl, JP, Danny Otto. We may even have the crown prince of racing, Sean Angle, still down there in the fantasy pit of misery. Thanks to everybody for monitoring the chat room, making me sound decent, making me look a little bit better. It's fantasy freestyle, okay? It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, the stable genius, and vocal minority. Thanks to everybody for doing what they do. Thanks to everybody for making this one of the nominated best radio shows in the industry. I'll see y'all next week. Speeds is out. Peace.